What's up, guys? Welcome to the KB24 official podcast. My name is Lev. This is a space where we have a lot of dope athletes, influencers, news reporters, and all-around Kobe fans sharing their favorite Kobe stories. We're excited to have everyone on board. Thanks so much for for having me on. Um, this is definitely a different experience for me, and really cool to be with uh, with this community. But um, I grew up in Lower Marion, um, born and raised, and uh, you know went to Lower Marion High School. Had a uh, had the great fortune of uh, of having Kobe as 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 my high school teammate, and and just getting to be around him and kind of watch where the Mamba mentality kind of started. And then um, I went off to college um, and he went off to the NBA and our, our careers and lives kind of intersected in a few different places along the way. Um, I actually went to work for the NBA. And um, so he was playing in the NBA and, you know, our, our paths crossed there. And then uh, he had asked me um, a few years down the line to help start uh, his original foundation, uh, the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation, and uh, so got on board and 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 helped um, kind of get that that project launched. So we we stayed close and in touch. And I moved back to Lower Marion and uh, took a job with the school district and uh, became a coach uh, where we where we played ball and and continue to coach uh, under our head coach who's been there. For 33 years now, Greg Downer, a legendary high school basketball coach. So I've been with him for 19 of those years and um, had a beautiful relationship, um, you know, with Kobe throughout that, that, that you know, the, those years. Uh, he was incredibly connected to our guys, to our kids, um, always made time on his return visits to Philadelphia to spend time with the Aces. And, um, and, and in fact... The last time um, we saw him as a, as a family, as a basketball family, was out in L.A. at his office um, just a, about a month and a half uh, before uh, January. And, um, you know, we were we just had this amazing moment kind of spending time with him, with our guys, uh, talking, talking lower marine basketball, talking about life, talking about um, the mama mentality, talking about so many things that these kids were interested in learning about. And that was a really kind of special and unique time, something that I'll, I'll never forget. And I'm so grateful that we had kind of that one last opportunity to spend such quality time with him and, and, um, and, and, and have that, that moment kind of preserved um, for us uh, to help kind of carry forward his legacy and, and all the things that he was sharing and doing, uh, you know, when, uh, when he, he entered this next chapter. That's amazing, Doug. I know you, you uh, found out about the KB24 NFT actually quite a while ago. Can you tell us the story about that, like how you came across it? Yeah, so one of our other assistant coaches, Adam Miller, is very very dialed in on the nft space and you know he had seen the website um and he forwarded it to me because we had you know for so long kb24.com was was a website that you know we had gone to when when we were working the summer camps um i think registration was on that website for for the summer camp there was all kinds of gear that was being sold on that website and just kind of his own story was being told on that website so when it 
no longer existed or when it looked like it had been kind of, you know, corrupted, um, you know, just kind of assumed that that, that was the end of the story. Uh, but, but Adam had been kind of tracking, you know, I guess the website and, and reading about, um, you know, what, what you guys were up to. And he said, is this legit? And, you know, when, after we started digging around and, and connected with you guys and, and, and saw all the hard work and, and kind of the, just the efforts that, that, that had been put into this, we got really excited and, you know, really interested in how we at Lower Marion could connect with you. And, you know, I, I think we talked about it before, but a big part of what we're trying to do now is, and, and I think this entire community is uh, doing, is trying to preserve that legacy and keep that legacy alive for future generations. And certainly that's happening at Lower Marion. You know, the Bryant Gymnasium is just one one part of that. You know, if if, if you have the opportunity to come to Lower Marion, you'll you'll see that um, it's a beautiful space, a really unique place to play high school basketball. And if you're a Lower Marion ace and you walk into that gym, you can't help but be inspired by what you see up on the walls um, and kind of the the just and, and the court uh, that Kobe had such an important role in in um, in bringing to us to us, excuse me. Um, but, um, you know, also just, you know, keeping that legacy of creative energy and passion, um, you know, loving the journey. I mean, all the things that, that, um, you know, he shared with our kids in that, in that meeting in the office, um, you know, we want to make sure that that energy, that spirit, passion of Kobe and Gigi, um, continues to be celebrated, uh, and, uh, and furthered, you know, as much as we possibly can. And and what you guys are doing is, is is doing that. So we wanted to be part of that community. Yeah, Doug, hundred percent. We all have the same motives and and the same purpose in mind. Um, and we're just so blessed to be part of this and so happy to build this community. And however we could work with Lower Mary in high school to make the community stronger that's that's going to be amazing for everybody and and i know we're excited um for what the future has yeah no i mean you know we, we i know i shared this with you earlier but um you know i had a chance to visit with andy bernstein you know the famous nba photographer last week and you know one of the things that he shared that i think is so true is there's just been so few people maybe no one uh that's inspired um such creative energy uh, posthumously than, than Kobe Bryant. And, um, you know, this is just an example of kind of that creative energy, kind of that galvanizing uh, energy that, that, that Kobe was all about, um, both as, you know, as an athlete and then kind of, you know, after, after he retired, um, inspiring just action, you know, inspiring creativity. And this, this community, um, Oh, it's 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 all shapes and sizes. Different people have showed up at the door at, at Lower Marion High School um, from all over the world. Um, you would never know what you know. Just kind of looking at somebody, you know, what's what's the thread that connects everyone? And um, once you get started talking, everybody in the community, everybody in the Mamba Army has a story about how he inspired in them. Um, just achieving something and, and, and giving everything that you have and overcoming challenges. There's just so many kind of ties that we all have. And uh, it's just been, it's really been an honor meeting so many 
people who have just come, come our way and come into our lives because of him. And just, you know, growing up, Lower Marion High School was, was so important to Kobe fans. Like, for me, I remember just always wanting to get the jersey. I always wanted to visit. So I know we talked about some of, uh, some, some of us are going to come next week and visit the school. Um, and it's going to be exciting for, for everybody on the team. So we're really excited for that. I know you have some special Kobe stories for everybody that we haven't heard. And, and we love to hear them. You know, it was before anybody knew Kobe. So I know you, I mean, if you start from high school, that would be amazing. Sure. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll even work backwards. Um, the, the, the Kobe Jersey story, uh, you know, a recent one is kind of an interesting one. You know, a lot of, a lot of folks may know that uh, the, his, his high school Jersey was actually stolen from Lower Marion um, in, I think it was the Super Bowl. I, you know, it was one of the, the Patriots Super Bowls. I only remember it because it was a Super Bowl Sunday. I was in the gym working out with a bunch of kids, um, and, you know, we, we left the gym and then I get a phone call that someone had broken into school, um, had broken into our case um, that had a lot of our Kobe memorabilia and had actually taken, stolen his high school jersey um, out, of, out of the case. And so, you know, that, that happens and you're thinking like, you know, we've got video cameras, there's got to be some way to track this thing down. You know, there's no way this person, whoever it was, you know, is going to get away with this, but years, literally years passed. Uh, and we finally get a call. Um, I got a call from a reporter um, that, that, you know, there was someone out there who would kind of claim that they, they had some kind of Jersey and they thought it was, you know, they, they thought it might be the real, the real thing. And it was in China and uh, we got a, kind of a, a weird translated message come, that, that came through. And we turned to a friend of ours who, you know, again, someone who just kind of showed up at our doorstep, a, a, a translator for a Chinese basketball team to help us navigate this conversation with someone in China. It turned out the guy actually did have the jersey. And right as we were honoring um, kind of Kobe's life uh, in late 2020, in that season, uh, the jersey you know, arrives back in the gym and, and, and we now have that, that, that Kobe Bryant Jersey back, uh, back at lower Marion. And so it's like this, again, sort of this wild reminder that, you know, people are all, all over the world are trying to preserve and protect the legacy. And they wanted to make sure that that Jersey was back, um, back in the right, the right place. And, and so it's, it's back up on the walls now fully protected. Um, and hopefully we never had that, you know, that experience again, but um, it, if it hadn't been for some of the people who had come into our lives um, as a result of kind of connecting with him, um, we, we, we probably wouldn't have that, that, that Jersey back. So, um, you know, that kind of an interesting, in interesting reminder, but um, you know, look, he was, um, <laughs> he was everything that you hear about him in terms of his work ethic, everything you hear about him, uh, in terms of getting to the gym first thing in the morning, like that is no joke. That is that is something that I got to see as a high school kid. He used to wait outside. He, I mean, this, he got the keys to the gym because he waited outside uh, of the high school, you know, at four o'clock in the morning until the custodian showed up. And he did it over and over and over again until the custodian finally was like, look, 
I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to give you the key. And, you know, people knew that he was, he was aspiring towards something that, you know, we had never, we had no context for, we had never played with a, a future NBA player, let alone, you know, one of the future greats. Um, so, you know, he was in there every single morning, um, full sweat, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of work before classes even began. He was the first kid that I remember who actually used the school showers because he wanted to clean up before he went back to class. And, um, you know, he was, he, he set a standard for us, you know, back then where it was like, man, if this guy's going, going that hard, if he, he wants it that bad, um, we got to get on, on board with the program. And, you know, ultimately as, as, as you may know, we won our first state championship in more than 50 years and, you know, it couldn't have happened alone. Um, you know, we all had to get on board and that was, that was the power that he had even, even back then. So I know you were you saw his work ethic. That's uh, amazing! Oh wow! And congratulations on winning the state champion. Um, so tell tell us, Omar, um, you want to step in and ask a few questions? I know you were had a few things to say. Omar is trying to step in. His mic is having an issue, and he's going to solve that right now. Give us a sec. You know, the, the other thing, too, just, you know, we, we won the state championship back in 96, but the program up until that point had been, you know, okay, but not certainly not great. And from that point on, from 1996 till today, we've won three state championships, uh, you know, won a league title almost every year, multiple district titles, tons and tons of wins. That doesn't happen without the example that he set. And, and so our guys, when they, when they practice every day, like there, there's definitely a responsibility when you're wearing that jersey, and you know maybe there's some pressure with that, but um, but I think it's more just kind of the sense of pride, the sense of responsibility that like you know we can't be anything other than than great, right? I mean it's it, it's it's something that is kind of ingrained in the kids, and we're not a, a private school, we're not a school that's you know getting kids from from all over the country or the world moving in um so we have to do it with the kids who show up in the building and uh and they do it year in and year out um and and that is directly attributed to the to the example that 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 he set for sure comes up all the time oh that's awesome um i guess what would did kobe ever have any you know, interesting like rituals before game for pregame rituals or anything like that. Do you remember? Yeah. So, you know, I, he was really a lot more normal than I think that there's kind of a, a, a mythology around him, um, you know, being kind of this loner and kind of isolated. But, you know, by the time he got to high school, like there was, he was certainly not a loner. He was, he was a guy who was, who was uh, friends with everybody? Who was had a big smile in the hallways? Who, um, you know, took his schoolwork, you know, pretty seriously, but certainly took his basketball even more seriously. But he was he was one of the guys. I mean, on the back of the bus, you know, at that time, Snoop was the the the, the was like the album, I guess, and, and uh, he was rapping all the lyrics in the back of the bus as best he could, as best as I guess we all could. So I, I remember those bus rides in particular, um, you know, that there was always some kind of singing and performance in the back of the bus 
usually after games, uh, but, you know, on occasion before games too, depending on who the opponent was. But, um, you know, he, he was a pretty normal kid. And, um, you know, uh, once you got him off the basketball court, uh, of course, once, once you set foot on the floor, he was a killer. And he always was a killer. Um, he, 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 he wanted to win. He wanted to, you know, I think Philadelphia fans got, got pissed off when he said, you know, I want to rip their hearts out, you know, in, in the fi- before the uh, start of the finals. They were asking him about, um, you know, what it was like to kind of come back to Philadelphia. And, like, that's just who he was. You know, if, that, if, if you were an opponent, if you were in the way of, of, you know, him reaching his goals, achieving, you know, that, that victory, he hated to lose. He just hated to lose. And, uh, you know, we certainly saw that in high school. As far as it manifesting in a ritual, I mean, there's lots of great stories about just his intense competitiveness and desire to win. I mean, you know, there was, a, there was an important playoff game um, in practice the day before. You know, he takes an elbow to the nose, completely breaks his nose. Um, they, you know, th- there's like a mad scramble to figure out how we're going to get Kobe through that game. And, you know, there's like a Rip Hamilton type mask that that's assembled quickly. And, you know, he puts it on and, you know, heads out into the, into the arena and, with this mask on and like, you know, within like five seconds, he like rips it off and he's like, there's no way I'm playing with this thing. And just kind of that toughness and, and, and grit. Um, he's Philly through and through, by the way, like the Philly grit, the blue collar, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people think like, Oh, you know, Lord Marion suburban. Well, that's true. Kobe was anything, but I mean, he was, he was as, as Philly and tough um, as, as you were going to get. And if he had ever played, in Philadelphia, Sixers fans during his career would have absolutely eat, eaten, it, eaten it up. Um, and then, of course, you know, as, as he got to the end of his career, it was really nice to see Philadelphia fans uh, embrace him the way, you know, we, we, we always had. Just the amount of respect for him was really heartening, I think, for, for those of us in Lower Marion who, you know, who, who often, you know, had, you know, conflicted feelings um, about the way he was treated sometimes in Philly. Do you uh do you have any unique or funny stories about competing against Kobe in practice? Omar, we can't hear you. I'm just gonna have Omer talk through my account for now. I'm gonna hand it over. Hey Doug, Omer. Um Hey Omer. Do you have any interesting stories about competing against Kobe in practice or any funny stories? Sure. I mean, look, every practice with him, um, you knew that you were, you were in trouble. <laughs> if you were on the other team, you were in trouble. You wanted to be on his team in practice. Uh, no question about it. But I'll give you a story, actually, that happened at my house. So, I mean, this, and this is another kind of example of, of uh, just his competitiveness. So, we have like a, you know, I have a couple buddies over. Kobe comes over with his cousin. Um, we're playing in my backyard. You know, it's like one of these, you know, pretty light backyard rims. Uh, and and my mother had come out, you know, to say hello. And she she saw that we were about to start playing. She said, you know, why don't you guys take us down, you know, to the park? And we're thinking like, you know, this is this is going to be a a light two on two in the backyard. Now, of course, two on two with him just meant like, you know, Kobe against everybody, but within five seconds, he had torn my entire basket down. He went up for a dunk 
And this is in the backyard, two on two. You're thinking just, ah, we're just going to be kicking it a little bit. And goes up, rips down the rim. The entire backboard comes crashing down onto my driveway. And my mother is watching the whole thing, you know, out the window, comes outside. She's pissed. And, uh, you know, and chases us out of the, out of the driveway. And, and we had to race down to Belmont Avenue Park uh, because within five seconds he had, he had torn the basket down because it didn't matter whether it was, was a pickup game in Doug Young's backyard or it was, uh, you know, a state championship against Erie Cathedral. Um, that guy was, 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 was going to win. And um, my, my basket, unfortunately, suffered the wrath of that. So he was uh, a legendary smack talker. Was he like that early on? Did he used to tear you up pretty good? He he was a good smack talker. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the uh, the stuff that gets said under the breath, I certainly can't repeat uh, repeat here. But you know, m- more so, it, I didn't. Rem- he never humiliated or, or attempted to really humiliate us, his teammates. Um, he really did let his game, you know, do the talking. I, I know that as you know, as he got to the league, he, he developed this this reputation as just, you know, an all-time smack talker. But if he got you, like, he, he got you. And, and, and if, if you were in a situation where, you know, you're going up against him and, you know, he swats your shot. Like, remember, we were, we were you know, suburban kids playing with one of, the, one of the greats, you know, the future greats of all time. So we kind of already knew, you know, our place and all that. We knew we were kind of the, the sidekicks that were going to help him, you know, win. Um, and, and I think what he respected the most and, and kind of where the trash talk disappeared was if he saw that you had the same, you know, the same competitive drive, if, if, if you could, you know, show that this was, um, you know, if it was as important to you as it was to him, um, you know, there was a lot of respect. And so, you know, guys who are at the end of the bench, um, he loved and, and had tremendous respect for because if they were maximize if we were maximizing what he I think in his eyes saw as our our potential, um, you know there there wasn't a ton of smack talk. There was a lot of respect for that. But if you flip side of that is, you know if you couldn't get on board, you know if 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 you weren't you know with the program per se, number one you weren't going to be able to, to make the team anyway because he and Coach Downer um, of all the people I've ever met in my life, just in terms of um, you know, the hatred of losing, the hatred of, of anything less than excellence. Um, you just weren't going to, you just weren't going to make it. Uh, but, um, you know, he, he'd let you, he'd let you know it. He, 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 he'd have at it if you gave anything less than a hundred percent. Doug, I was uh, wondering what position you played in high school on, on the team. Well, when, when you were on the court with him, you were, you were, uh, just kind of pass Kobe the ball. <laughs> um, I, I, I was a, I was a, uh, I guess I was a small forward if if you could call it that in high school. But truthfully, I mean, this I'm 100 percent serious. Like whatever we needed to do to help that guy, because we knew that you know he was carrying us in many ways on his back, and I'm older than him, so I got to see the team after me after I graduated, win the state title. Um, and they, they had some good pieces. We had some good pieces, some good high school players, but 
he he played every position one through five. Um, you know, there were some other, you know, quote unquote guards on the floor. There were some big men on the floor, but you got to remember that guy as a senior averaged, averaged a, uh, a triple double. He averaged, you know, 30 plus points a game, 12 plus rebounds, he 10 plus assists. He was up around nine or 10 blocks a game. He just, I don't think people realize it because, you know, we don't have it. That was not an era of social media. That was not an era of viral videos. Um, you know, you, you get to see, you know, some of the highlights. Now there are some high school highlights and, you know, we try to post some, you know, on our own social media accounts, but, but the, just the constant um, awareness of just his dominance um, was really a regional thing. I mean, it's crazy to think about now, you know, a lot of high school kids now, you know, you, you know who the best players are, you know, whether they're, uh, East Coast, West Coast, wherever, middle of the country, you get to see them. And and he was very much, you know, at least until the end of that senior year, um, you know, people people just didn't know how, how great he was until you saw him on the court. Yeah, definitely the era now is, is so different. You know, any highlight that happens, everyone's going to see it. And even when he was playing in the NBA, I remember, like, got to wait for somebody to cut it up and, and upload on YouTube you know, in, in his prime career. That's how we were going to find the highlights yep. if you're not watching the game. Now something happens immediately on Twitter within seconds. So definitely it's, it's actually crazy to think about if, if Kobe was playing now in this era, um, you know, what the difference would have been. But I, have a, I have an off-topic question, sort of off-topic. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to go to Lower Marion High School because Kobe went there and you've been there for over you know two decades have you seen you know kids wanting to come to Lower Marion High School because that's Kobe's former high school we had two kids the answer is absolutely yes Um, we had two kids from from France who had saved up all their money who had uh, gotten on a plane and didn't have the funds to cover a hotel room. And we found them sleeping outside of the front doors uh, in the morning, about six o'clock in the morning, with their bags and broken English, saying to us as we arrived at school, I think it was the principal um, was there. I actually was, was there early because I got a phone call saying, hey, there's, there's two people asking about Kobe. Um, and they, they said they, you know, they were there to play. <laughs> they were there to, 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 to go to Lower Marion High School. Um, and, you know, when, when could they start? And, and, you know, in some ways that story is, you know, a little bit sad because, because of the commitment those guys had made, not knowing that, that they couldn't just show up uh, at the doors and, and enroll in our school. Uh, one of them, I think, was like 20 years old anyway. So I guess he didn't, didn't get the memo on high school ages and in, in in the U.S., but uh, regardless, um, we we feel a responsibility. You know, when when we see the passion, when we see someone show up, you know, at school, and it happens all the time. Um, people reach out. You know, how how can we go to Lower Marion? Go to Lower Marion, and you know, it's really not necessarily about going to school at Lower Marion, although it's it's a great school. What what it, it speaks to me, the way it speaks to me is. Um, now these these are these are kids that and or families that um, that recognize something you know really really special in him and 
and and something special about his experience you know growing up and playing for a guy like coach downer uh growing up and 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 overcoming the challenges um that he did the, the lifting our community on his back and taking us you know to our first state title in 50 years there there there's a you know there is kind of a legendary quality to to what he accomplished and we feel a real responsibility when people like that show up to give them all that we got um and that doesn't necessarily mean we're going they're going to enroll <laughs> in our school because uh, you have to live in lower marion in order to do that but you know, we'll give them the full tour. We'll answer, you know, all the questions that they have. We'll certainly give them the t-shirt, but more so than that, we keep in touch. And so a lot of those relationships that started with like, Hey, I, you know, I just, I just want to go to Lower Marion high school have turned into these lifelong connections. And that one of the, those were two brothers that came over from France, one of whom, you know, this is 10 years later, um, we've stayed in touch with, and he was actually back two years ago, um, he came to the tribute ceremony that we had uh, at at Lower Marion. You know, we gave him the front row seat, and he was still wearing the T-shirt we had given him ten years prior. Uh, but when you see that, when you see that in somebody's eyes, and 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 they get it, um, we used to kind of think it was a little crazy, a little nuts, and now we know um, it's just all love. It's just all love. And so, you know, if you're part of that army, the Mamba Army, man, like. You know, we, we, we have just a, such a, a soft spot for that and, and such a love for you. And, you know, you always have a home at, at the Lower Marion. Uh, this is Omer. And uh, I just I wanted to let you know that I took a trip to Philly in November. And uh, I actually had a chance to s- swing by the school. And even as an adult, I didn't understand that you can't just come up to the school and visit. I was probably at like 2 p.m. on a Thursday and there was just a bunch of people <laughs> looking at me like, hey, no, you can't really just walk into the school right now. But it was it was definitely very cool to be there. It was, it was a very unique experience and I was glad that I got to swing by, um, especially considering the timing and what everything means to me. Um, but it's definitely, I, I'm sure you get people of all shapes and sizes showing up from everywhere. So I, I definitely understand the feeling. Um, yeah, yeah, makes sense. It makes sense, and especially during the COVID year, you probably weren't going to be able to get yeah. in uh, too easily. Yeah, um, I had a question for you. Uh, in the last year and a half, we've heard so many stories that have come out of his generosity and so many different things that he did uh, to sort of make people feel special, and he he went out of his way. Um, I guess it's a two-part question is, is that something that you saw early on uh, as a characteristic of his? And do you have any personal stories that kind of reflect that uh, as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, early on, just a sweet kid um, who, you know, in many ways, um, you know, like any kid who's kind of just trying to fit in, uh, as, as we all were as gawky teenagers in high school, um, you know, big smile. Um, he was, he, the teachers loved him. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, there was kind of a generous spirit, uh, about him. And, you know, I, I, a lot of specific examples and a lot of stories that I could share, but one that, that, that sticks out is much more recent, um, you know, and, and I had shared that he had developed this relationship with some of the players and some of the kids. Um, 
you know, in our program. And, you know, when we were out there, we were out a couple times with him, but when we were out there, you know, most recently, we had a kid in, in our team who had just lost his dad. Um, and after a long battle with cancer, uh, had had a, a, a tough, tough kind of upbringing um, and essentially was, was, was homeless um, at, at that point. Uh, we had, you know, the, the lower Marine basketball family kind of rallied around him and made sure that he was, you know, he was loved and cared for and, and, and of course had, had a place to, to, to live and be. Um, and, you know, we just kind of in passing several months prior had, had shared that story with Kobe. And when we arrived, um, he knew the kid's name. Um, he looked that kid right in the eye and they had this just intimate, direct conversation. And, uh, the kid kind of asked him, you know, what, you know, what do you do when there's just so much going that seems like it's going wrong? You know, he, he asked like this really vulnerable, you know, really honest question. And, um, and, and Kobe, he, he spent like the next 15 to 20 minutes, first of all, saying like, look, I, I can't fully put myself in your shoes. Like, I don't know what you're going through. But, and, and I think, you know, we, we've heard this analogy before. He used kind of this analogy at times, but he said to, to the kid, like, you know, do you, you ever watch, you know, Animal Planet? <laughs> the kid was like, where's this going? No, no, I, I don't think I do. And he, he said, well, you know those documentaries where you're kind of looking at the, you know, the lion sitting under the tree, and and then you know the kid's kind of nodding his head. He said, you know, there's the the camera zooms in, and there's like flies buzzing around the eyes of that lion. And um, he said, you know, what I noticed is, you know, when you when you when they they have the camera on on that lion, like the lion never blinks. Like those flies are buzzing around there. They're, they're on his eyelashes. They're inside, you know, maybe even on his eyeballs, but that lion never blinks. And he, he said, you know, to the kid, he said, do you, do you know why? And the kid says, no, I, I don't. He says, cause he's, he's focused on his prey. He's focused on, on something that's out there that that's sustaining. That's his lifeblood. And um, he said, you know, you're going to be faced with all kinds of challenges. You're going to be faced with, you know, all kinds of hurdles and you've got to keep your eye on the prize. You can't let, you know, these distractions take you away from your goals. And, and I just thought, you know, the, some of his generosity, uh, especially we were seeing it so intimately as, as, as he, um, you know, post-retirement, um, we just got to see it much closer and personal, um, the, the, the messages, the philosophies, the, the, the guidance, the wisdom, I think was a really special part of his generosity. And he had a really great sense of, um, he had a great emotional intelligence and, and a great sense of when to deliver it, who to deliver it to, and how to deliver the message. And you know, I don't think we, you know, we can certainly talk about, you know, the, the great contributions, the donations he made through his foundation. We can talk about you know, the quiet stuff that he did, because most of, you know, his philanthropy, really, he, he wasn't looking for, you know, the spotlight, he wasn't looking for, you know, the attention. Um, but I think that there's a generosity in, in, in kind of the mentality that he shared with all of us that, um, that sometimes gets overlooked. I mean, that's, 
that's such a meaningful story to me as just a, a lifelong Kobe and Lakers fan because it really takes not just the two sides of him, the on-court, the off-court, the difference in sort of how he was received as 8-24, but it's it's kind of his tenacity with his empathy put together. Uh, so yep. that was just a, a very awesome story. Um, I guess I would say, um, at what, what point did you, both as a basketball player, but uh, as a human being, did you really see Kobe and you were like, this guy is special and this guy is different, um, I guess, in each facet. And that's not even to say, like, hey, he was, he was posterizing, dunking, and dominating kids in high school, but when did you really see that as a basketball player he had a chance to be even among elites more? And um, as, as a man, I mean, we all saw what he became uh, as a father and a person post his basketball career uh what would be something a similar anecdote that you could tell to be like hey this this guy is just a different human a different person well i i had never seen anyone and i i still haven't seen anyone work as hard in any discipline to achieve a goal as he did um with basketball as as a high school kid it just was we had no context for it um and you know there one of the things that I think, you know, all great leaders must do is inspire, you know, confidence, um, belief, and, um, and he, <laughs> we, we were a high school, um, we are a high school that is not necessarily known for its athletics. Um, you know, we've had some good teams over the years, but, you know, Lower Man's kind of a nerdy school that produces a lot of uh you know artists and 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 scholars and things like that and he was deeply appreciative of of all of that um and and he made it cool for other kids um to root for you know the kids in the play um and if Kobe said it was cool, if he if he modeled that kind of behavior, like you, you went along with it. And so he was a champion of of kids in different groups and in different you know parts of you know the Lower Marion, the, the the various cliques in Lower Marion. All kind of he he had some love for for all of them. And so anyway, I, I say that to, to give you context for what that ninety six year was like. You, you, you certainly would, you know, in a great year for any high school team, you know, you're going to look up at the stands and see big crowds. and But you'd look up at those crowds and it wasn't just, you know, the jocks. It wasn't just, you know, the kids who were supposed to be in the stands. Um, it was the musicians. It was uh, the artists. It was the theater kids. It was the community, black, white, whatever, whatever your background was. He united the community in a way that we had not been united um, previously. I mean, it just was it was so obvious um, how different it was, and um, and and I think because they they could see that on the court um, and in his interactions with teammates and in the way you know he kind of lifted the squad, um, 
both with, you know, this competitive fire, but also with uh, kind of a soft touch at times when it was necessary. Um, he laid down the law, but, but he, he also lifted up. And, and I think that was, that's something I had never seen prior. Um, it was something that, uh, you know, was, was, was incredibly unique to watch as a high school kid. And, and we certainly, I don't think I fully rec- recognized or even realized it, you know, as I was living it and watching it. Um, but now as an adult, um, you know, as someone who's trying to, you know, model for our own kids who play in the program, um, as someone who, who gets asked all the time, you know, like, what's, what's, what's the greatest contribution that I can make as, as a leader? And, and how can I help this team win? You know, he gave us a blueprint that, you know, to this day, there's, there's no better, better blueprint. And, um, you know, and certainly, he was giving us, he was giving the world the, the blueprint for what, what the great girl dad looks like. And I, and, and I think the way he embraced that role um, and, and really elevated that role into something that was part of, you know, just common discourse um, and, and made us proud to, to think of ourselves as girl dads and, uh, and celebrated as girl dads. I mean, that, what a legacy, you know, to leave. Um, and man, I just, I just can't believe we didn't get a chance to see more of it. It's just, it's just, it's like stunning. It's, it's surreal. It's still not something that, um, that, you know, we'll, we'll never be able to wrap our heads around it, but, um, but, but what a gift and what, what a special quality. Doug, I think that Kobe lives through us in multiple ways. I think that's how he's going to live forever. Um, just everyone modeling his, his mindset and and what he did for everyone like everyone's been touched by him um all generations i have a two-part question how was kobe in class with his with his grades and how did kobe really juggle you know being the best player in the world and being a dad being a husband being a son and everything else around that as well. Like, how did he have time for that? I know he would sleep two hours at night and then two hours during the day. But I feel like that's still not enough because some of us on the KB23 team have been modeling that uh, sleep schedule for a very long time and, and you know, we're struggling with it and we're not the best player in the world. So how was he, how did he handle that? Like what advice or any stories have you heard from him? that could that could help everybody with that well look i mean i can't speak to uh, to to that intimately because i i truthfully you know once you know during his career um you know the the basketball piece was was such an important part but there was certainly a shift um as he as he arrived into into parenthood and you could see it you know and i was i look i was watching that from in many ways from afar with with uh him raising his daughters, but it was so clear how how important that was. I'll give you a a, a little bit of a story that perhaps answers some of that question, because um, I'm really not the best person to answer. I'm not the best person. I would would love to be able to kind of go back and ask that question, you know, of him, especially now uh, in my own life and adulthood, and um, and my own you know re- family responsibilities and how and how to balance that, but. Um, one of my last, you know, interactions with him also was 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 at his office, and he was surrounded by stacks of papers, like stacks and stacks of papers. 
And, you know, this is a guy who'd spent his entire career on the basketball court. And to see him, you know, in his sweatpants, you know, at a desk was just a, a, a totally different, a different, you know, setting for me, for sure. Um, and what he, he, he looked at me, you know, and, and looked up and he said, you never think I'd be doing this, you know, and, and he used another expletive in, in that, in that sentence. Um, and, you know, what I said to him, um, as I looked around at, at him surrounded by, by manuscripts, um, I said, why not? You know, you, you, whatever you kind of set your mind to, um, you know, you were going to do. But the thing that was unique about, you know, what he was doing was, was really for young people. It was, it was, it was, you know, in his heart, like he's going to leave this legacy and he's going to do it for his daughters. He's going to do it for his kids. So even in these hours and hours of time that he was spending um, on this new craft, um, and it wasn't so new. It was something, storytelling was something certainly he'd been doing, you know, for a long time and certainly preparing for um, that those hours and that dedication was connected right back to, you know, doing right by, by his girls. And, you know, what he was surrounded by, you know, the, the, those manuscripts was, you know, whatever the next book the next movie the next um you know award-winning show um and and he was as into it um and and dedicated to it and passionate about it um as as you know he could have been about his basketball career but i also know he said he said he called me gunner young gunner he said gunner he's like love to continue the conversation but i got to go pick up the girls from school and and so you know there there was that priority and that you know that that shift in focus um and and i'm sure that that was happening during his playing days too but it was just such a reminder to me that you know wh whatever the case is whatever is happening out there you know there there's got to be some balance and um and 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 he was he was modeling that as well uh as as he was getting older and getting into that next chapter I've got a little bit of a different question for you. I'm a huge foodie myself, and I was able to run around Philly eating a whole. Yes, I would. I would like to know this, uh, not only of Kobe back in the day, but of you. Is what's your favorite cheesesteak in Philly, and uh, what was his spot? And are you, how do you order your your cheesesteaks? Are you guys whiz wit, or, or what's the go to? Well, <laughs> um, I do like a good steak uh, but uh i i would say you know i don't know my, the place that i really like um that's kind of near near my house is there's a place called mama's cheesesteaks um there's a place called della sandro's that 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 i yes, really yes. like as well um but uh his spot his joint was larry's steaks i mean he, he would come back you know to philly um there's a there's a place right near the saint joseph's campus um, called Larry's and you know that was kind of one of his spots he also loved uh, a pizza place in our area called Bella Italia Pizza um, that would be kind of a place that he would he would grab a slice so you know he um, he certainly enjoyed going back to Larry's to, to, to grab a cheesesteak that was always a stop you know when he was back in Philly yeah and I, I popped in there and it was really dope to me because there was Kobe stuff all over and uh, they also had a, a Mamba's Way cheesesteak so it was Again, it's just it's really cool to see his reach and his impact, and and I guess the mark he he leaves on people and community and and the world. No doubt, no doubt. And in Philly, there's 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 signs of that uh, 
everywhere. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a legacy that, uh, hopefully not hopefully, I mean, that we're, we're committed to, to preserving forever. He's, he's, um, he's just an amazingly special person and, and, um, and he's given a lot to all of us and, and uh, that's the least that we can do. Doug, I just want to thank you for doing this. Um, I know to us, Kobe was a role model or superhero, but to you, he was your friend first, your childhood friend, your, um, you know, your high school teammate. So it's a different relationship that you, that you had, and we really appreciate hearing all these stories. And I know it's also your anniversary, so happy anniversary, your wedding anniversary. And I want to thank your wife for for letting you do this on your on your anniversary trip. So, um, the last last question, unless Saku has another one, what's no, no, no. your favorite play on the court? that you had with Kobe, like a favorite moment that you guys had on the court? Oh, man. Uh, difficult, t- tough ones. Uh, but I'll one that I remember, and I, I don't mean to be kind of hyping myself up here, but, you know, it was a big deal, a big deal um, in high school if you could be, if you were not like some superstar athlete to actually have a dunk in game. And, I got my chance against Conestoga High School. I, I stole the ball um, at uh, at the free throw line. They were running some kind of flex offense, and I, I, I read the pass. Next thing you know, like I've got like this wide open fast break layup, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling pretty good, and like I look out of the corner of my eye, and I see him. You know, he's wondering like, am I going to pass it to him? And next thing you know, like he, he, he lifts his eyes towards the rim as if to say to me, like, go up and get it, like go up and get it. And I kind of took that next step, took a, took a giant step, you know, into my, into my leap. And next thing you know, like it was the highest I'd ever jumped. I've got two hands on the ball. I'm dunking this basketball. We've come back in the fourth quarter. We're going to win this game. And I, I, I mean, truthfully, it was like one of these, like, like just incredible, incredible moments and memories, you know, my only, you know, high school varsity dunk and, you know, Kobe had kind of deferred to me and encouraged me to be the one to go up and and throw it down. And, um, you know, I guess in many ways that is just, you know, uh, a perfect kind of illustration of how he, you know, he lifted me up as a player, you know, he's lifted us up, you know, during his career, uh, he's given, you know, so much just confidence and, and, and desire um, to all of us. And, um, and, and for me, that's, that's, that's a high school moment that I'll, I'll never forget. Well, I'm happy that that shuts all the haters from saying that Kobe never passed the ball. I guess he passed it to you. <laughs> and, you got it. and there was one thing on that is there a video of that moment that you have that no one's seen just of that dunk value man i wish i had that that video do you know how long i've been looking for that video so if there's anyone out there who has the conestoga lower marion high school game i believe it was january of 1994 
um, please, that would be that would make uh, that would make this kid's uh, dream come true. We didn't have, shockingly, it's crazy. We just didn't have video cameras at games back then, so it lives on in my memory. But you can corroborate it with my teammates. This is I am not blowing smoke. <laughs> I mean, the KB twenty four community is is very very strong. I feel like if anyone's gonna find it, it'll be them. I don't know how, but let's see. Let's see if we can make that happen. I would love to see that. Uh, I, 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 there will be plenty of lower Marion gear for anybody who can dig that one up. <laughs> I mean, speaking about gear, is there is there any opportunity for like Lower Marion Bryant jerseys or merch or anything like that? So there's there's not. We we have some great T-shirts um, on sale. We actually just sold out of our 1996 uh, throwback shirts, but we're gonna have a bunch more um, going up um, on our store. So I guess we can communicate through you guys. Um, you know wh- when we're live. We are a high school store, so this is not a big, you know, slick operation. But we do have some cool stuff, and certainly uh, you know some fun some fun LM gear, like the real deal LM gear, not some of this. Uh, you know, stuff that, that uh, people are knocking off out there. But uh, the, the real deal, especially if you show up at the school, you know, during a basketball game, you can, you, you can get stuff from our, our, uh, our little stand. Doug, uh, thank you again. Appreciate it. Hopefully, maybe there's something we could do with KB24 and, and, and Lower Marion gear and really get into the hands of the community as well. Excited to see you hopefully next week. See who could come uh, from the KB24 team and and see Laura Marion High School. We're very excited for that, and I want to try those Philly cheesesteaks that you and Omer were talking about for sure. Love it! Can't wait to have you guys out, and uh, appreciate all that you're doing to keep the legacy alive. Awesome! Thank you, Doug. Thank you so much, Doug. See you guys. You're welcome.